Hey everybody, this is Paul Stanley, and this is Gene Simmons from KISS, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10, and guess what? Just for hearing this ID, you owe me $30. Boom. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rockstrex10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Take it away! Ah, it's a long way to the top if you wanna 
I'm gonna need Alicia to give me a two-second vocal solo go. Here it comes. Beautiful, but now it's time. Come on to make a melt. That was tasty. Marta, blow my brains out, go. Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, welcome to part five of five, the last entry of the odds and ends of 2003 the episode right before we get to that big albums countdown more on that later but yes hey this isn't the end credits what are we doing here yes we kick things off with jack black and the school of rock doing acdc's it's a long way to the top if you want to rock and roll how could i not talk about school of rock in a 2003 retrospective one of the better movies of that entire year it is an ultimate feel-good movie if you're any kind of music fan and you haven't seen that movie shame on you if you have some sort of prejudice against Jack Black, get that hate out of your heart. That movie is all heart and all soul, and it definitely rocks. Recommended for sure. It need any further push along? Richard Linklater directed that movie. The guy who directed Days Confused. He signed off on it. I know he's proud of it. So yeah, School of Rock. Get into it. So yeah, of course, doing the A to Z, yes, that song should have appeared prior to the Sepultura songs I played at the end of the last episode, but it just made more sense to flip them. And you know me, I have integrity. I'm rarely going to cheat and move things around for the sake of an A to Z. I'm pretty OCD, so that was difficult for me to do anyway. But yes, let's get back into the show before I start thinking about it and overthinking it and then just trash everything before I put it out. This next song right here is actually, I, I didn't know that this existed when it came out back in the day because I had fallen off with this band at the time and probably unfairly because as I checked doing some of these other album reviews of albums I gave up on with this band, I might have been a little bit in the wrong. I think I judged them by association and the fact that they were just touring with only shitty bands at this time. But they're still a really good band and I should not have turned my back on them like I did. So I'm here to say I'm sorry. But the other thing that I thought was super weird, and I guess they were doing this as a contractual obligation, but for a band who put out their first album in 1997, in 2003 they were already putting out their first best of career retrospective. And I'm talking about Seven Dust. So yeah, I'm pretty sure that's just a, a get-out-of-jail-of-TVT card they're playing with this Best Of. And much like a lot of Best Ofs, pick something out that either they recorded specifically for the Best Of to entice hardcore fans to buy it, but at this point, the supplemental DVD will get the hardcore fans to buy it. But pretty neat that they included a bonus cover here on their Best Of uh, with a Marvin Gaye classic. So to hear Seven Dust doing Marvin Gaye on principle, I'm kind of going to love it. And thankfully it decently delivers. So here you go. Here is Seven Dust doing Marvin Gaye's Inner City Blues. Enjoy. I 
All right, Seven Dust right there with their cover of Inner City Blues. And I got to do an immediate correction. I completely misspoke before I played that track. I guess I was just excited to play it. And I confused it with something else. There was a best of release that happened, but it was a couple of years after that. I think around 2005, if I'm seeing it here, if I got it right. But this song right here did exist for the first time in 2003, this cover of Inner City Blues, but it was a bonus audio track on the DVD supplement of the Seasons album from 2003. So there's my correction. I'm not going to fix it. I'm not perfect. But yeah, I got to play the song anyway. It was a good idea. And there you have it. That definitely should not have been buried as a DVD audio track. And that definitely should have been serviced to radio because that's great stuff right there. Anyway, maybe I should have co-managed the band with J.J. French. All right, that would have been great to work with J.J. Hell yeah. Anyway, yeah, cool band there, Seven Dust. I'm way overdue to go see them live. I need to go see them live again. I know they're, of course, still putting out records, still touring. They're they're hauling it, so good for them. Uh, here's a band that's not touring anymore, although it appears that, I guess, the de facto leader of the band, Carrie King, has been announcing some dates for next year. I see he's already booked on some festivals, so I guess we're going to get some new material from Carrie King in the year 2024, so stay tuned for that. But in 2003, Slayer is definitely still very active. Matter of fact, they're putting out this huge epic box set, big career retrospective called Soundtrack to the Apocalypse. I actually did have that box set physically. At one point, I had the limited edition gun box with the banner and the blood packs and stuff like that. And I'm stupid, but there's nothing I could do. I had to sell it when I was just dead broke in the mid-2000s, unemployed and broke. And I had stuff to sell, so that unfortunately did get sold. I made a lot of money off it, but still, I wish I could just look over in my CD collection and box sets, and and I wish it was still sitting there on the shelf, but it's not. But that all being said, at least, unlike the Freaky Friday soundtrack that I referenced on part one, I at least had the wherewithal to rip all the tracks onto my computer before I sold it, so you could enjoy this right here from Disc 5. The bonus full live album, which I think is only on the limited version. I think it's the one in the blood pack, if I have it right. There was a whole full live show on there. So I'm going to play a bonus track off of a box set. That's a true next level super duper odd and end. And I can't not play this song. It's one of the best Slayer songs ever. It rules. So let's just go with it. From Soundtrack to the Apocalypse, here is a live version you may not have heard of War Ensemble. So you ready for war ensemble?
So yeah, there, there's a twofer that makes no sense. Uh, but for the purposes of the alphabet, it has to make sense somehow. It's being played here on the show, so it, it should make some sort of sense. But yes, that twofer there, we kick things off with Slayer. Slayer! Doing War Ensemble. Okay, you gotta do all those things when you talk about the Slayer and that particular song. That was from Soundtrack to the Apocalypse. I think that's a live show from Long Beach, if I have that right. Or was Decade of Aggression also recorded at Long Beach? Anyway, I'll, I'll go look it up later. One of these days, I definitely should probably do a Rock and Rank special of the Slayer catalog since they're no longer an active band. Uh, but yes, we finished off that twofer with a brand new song in 2003 from Stone Temple Pilots. And I don't know if they specifically recorded that for their best of called Thank You that came out in 2003. But if they had that sitting around from Shangri-La Da, then shame on them because that song fucking rules. Like, i almost positive that I've played that on the show before because I did, like, the best new songs off of the Best Ofs uh, show. At some point, I've done that. And that was definitely on there. It had to have been. Uh, but yes, that was All in the Suit That You Wear from their Best Of album called Thank You, the lone new song on there. That is a really good best of if you're just a moderate fan of Stuntable Pilots and you just want the singles. That thing works. And if you can get the CD release with the two-disc set, you got the CD with all the songs on it. And then much like what I was talking about with Primus earlier in the Sods and Ends, there's a DVD of all their videos up to that point. But then there's like a ton of extra stuff on the DVD. There's like bootleg footage. There's one-offs. It's, it's got that version of them doing Wichita Lineman with Glenn Campbell. This DVD fucking rules. And, like, nobody knows about it. it. It's got the bootleg footage from when they dressed up as Kiss on Halloween in New York City that year. Like, 93, 94, whatever it was. So, yeah. Go go track down a two-disc version of Thank You with the DVD. Plus, you get the nudity. Unlike the album release of this that came out this year, no nudity in the gatefold. How dare they? How dare they? But yeah, I hope you enjoyed that track. Uh, let's go into a band that I've seen live now, and they're really good live. And they've got a decently big catalog here. So and I'm still guilty of not having heard all the albums. But in 2003, and on Halloween nonetheless, this band put out their debut release. Now, looking at all the articles about it, looking on Wikipedia and some of the fan sites, they have this listed as the debut studio album. I will contend that this is an EP, so this is why I'm putting it on the odds and ends. I'm definitely not hating on this band because I like them, but I cannot, in good conscience, put a 22-minute album 
for consideration on the albums list. I just can't do it. You got to be south of 25 minutes going into 30 minutes really to be even considered to be a full-length album. I call that the Rain and Blood rule. So yeah, there you have it. That's how it's got to be. But I'm still representing them here for 2003. It's definitely notable that Teenage Bottle Rocket has their first real official release in 2003. The album is called Another Way. And I'm going to go ahead and play the song of the same name. So the title track from their debut album, which happens to be the closing track on this record, here is Teenage Bottle Rocket with Another Way. Enjoy.
sentimental argument and bitter love Hugged without a kiss again Dragged it through the mud Where do we go from here and what did you do with the directions? Promise me no dead end streets And I'll guarantee we'll have the road And I'll guarantee we'll have the road And I'll guarantee we'll have the road All right, a cover song I bet you hadn't heard before. I'm just going off the basis that I had never heard it before, and who the fuck am I? But that's off of a really obscure tribute album right there called A Different Shade of Green, a tribute to Green Day. And that was Weezer doing a really cool deep cut from the Nimrod album called Worry Rock. And that was recorded at a time in the band where it was right after the Green album before Maladroit, and they were still basically a three-piece, and they hadn't decided on a new bass player yet. So they recorded that real bare bones. You got Petra Hayden on cello right there. She's definitely a decently notable name in the world of popular music in the 21st century. Uh, but yeah, little Green Day cover off of a really hard to find Green Day tribute album. And Weezer definitely being the, the star band of that collection. Because to be quite honest, I didn't recognize any of the other bands on that tribute. So there you have it. But I hope you enjoyed that after the Teenage Bottle Rocket song. And I guess with this next twofer, uh, the first one's going to be by a very popular band, and everybody knows them, and everybody knows this song, but it's a killer, killer version of it, of a song you've heard a lot, a live version. And the second one will kind of be kind of a cult favorite band, so maybe you hadn't heard them, so we're going to do a little Pepsi challenge here at the end of this twofer. But we're going to kick things off with something by The Ooh, The Who, yes, uh, put out live at the Royal Albert Hall in 2003, a star-studded event, but also being notable that it's one of the last things that they ever did with John Entwistle, uh, John who passed away after the recording of it. And yeah, this was recorded around like 2000, 2001, something like that. And this was around the time I definitely should have seen the band live. They were coming to town a few times at that point. Man, I just regret not going hot off the heels of the concert for New York City. And they're just in the zone right now. And it's right before Ant Whistle died, so I could have seen, you know, the main three guys and see how great Zach Stark he was and stuff like that. That's a real missed opportunity for me, and I'm very bitter about it, and I should have gone. Uh, but to see this Royal Albert Hall footage, I'm like, man, it really stings. I really should have gone. You go watch this thing, you put it on, and immediately they just go slamming into this song right here. Daltrey looking very youthful for this time, and he's just singing his butt off. So, man, once again, regret all the way regretful jones here but check this out this was the opening track off of the who live at the royal albert hall you'll know how i feel once you hear this even if you're not watching it but here is a really really awesome version of i can't explain Can't explain, can't explain, I'm too hot to 
Had a good time, rollicking twofer right there, kicking things off with The Who from the Royal Albert Hall. That was I Can't Explain, of course. And then we go right into this really cool, fun band from Philly. Friends of Friends, actually, full disclosure, but really cool band. That was Zoloff, the Rock and Roll Destroyer. And a song called Super OK from their second release that came out in 2003 called Jalopy Go Far. And much like the Teenage Bottle Rocket thing, it's a 20-minute album, so I could not consider it for the albums list but i did want to represent them because i think they're a really cool band and uh so yeah there you have it zoloff the rock and roll destroyer go check them out really fun band i don't know what to call it like i call it super happy fun alternative or you know happy rock i don't know calling it pop punk might be i don't know a little limiting but there you have it cool fun band for you from philly and we've got one more twofer to do before we're done with the odds and ends of 2003 And what better way to finish off the odds and ends than with the king of the odds and ends in 2003. This motherfucker over here, this guy was running things in the early 2000s. And 2003 is a peak year for this man. So let's go through it here. Going to be talking about Rob Zombie. And we're going to play two songs by Rob Zombie. And I'm showing a lot of restraint just doing a Rob Zombie twofer. I could have filled out almost a whole episode of things that Rob was doing in 2003 in an easy half episode. So what's going on with him is sort of like the thing that's going on anytime like post white zombie blowing up in the mid nineties, all the way up through the beginning of Rob's solo career at the end of the nineties. He seems to be on every type of soundtrack there is. And just this year, he's on the Matrix soundtrack. And I think he's on another soundtrack. And so I'm not even playing anything off of those. Because honestly, those songs are just okay. But also, I played two tracks from an album he produced earlier this year in 2003. The Ramones were a Happy Family tribute album. He had a big hand in that. Plus, yes, he's got a song on there. He does a really fun Rob Zombie type version of Blitzkrieg Bop. Which if you haven't heard, you should go check it out. It's neat. Blitzkrieg Bob is a song that people might think you don't even need to mess with. Just play it as is, but you, you do need to make it your own. And I do like Rob Zombie's version of it. Is it. Nothing replaces the original, and he knows that too. So he had fun with it. So he did that. He produced that tribute album. Then you got House of a Thousand Corpses, which is Rob's film directorial debut much like probably a lot of people that are into his stuff, I really like his first two movies. The rest of them, eh, not so much. But I went and saw House of a Thousand Corpses in the theater in 2003 with Chris. I had a good time. Still like watching it. I, th- I think it's a really neat movie. And with that, there's a film soundtrack that has new Rob Zombie material on it, as well as older songs, songs from the time period in the 70s, some score that he did with himself and Charlie Clouser. So that's almost like a whole other new Rob Zombie album. And then you cut to the end of the year and you got to have something for Christmas, right? So there is Rob Zombie Past, Present, and Future, which is, like I've talked about a lot, this is the trend going on because album sales are slipping here in 2003. You've got a full-length best-of compilation and then you've got a full-length DVD of music videos and The thing that was great about the Rob Zombie Past, Present, and Future, that thing sold itself. As a music retailer, I didn't have to talk anybody into buying it. You just flip it over and go, boom, there it is. Get it. You get full DVD, full length, like, you know, 75, 80-minute CD. And with Rob, you're going to get all these cool soundtrack songs. If you didn't bother to buy the soundtrack the first time it's on there, it's got his Howard Stern song on there. It's got a song from Crow City of Angels. It's got some early white zombie stuff, and it even has stuff that was already in-house with Thousand Corpses, which is ridiculous, and it finishes off with two brand new studio songs. So Rob Zombie having an epic, epic 2003. So what to play, right? So with this, I'm just picking really the two fun ones, the one I like the most, besides the one from the Ramones tribute album, because I could have easily played Blitzkrieg Bop, but I went ahead and opted for some other songs off of it in the purpose of getting as much cool stuff out there as possible. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to kick things off, and I'll save the last one for a surprise, but I'm going to kick things off this two for here with the best of the two brand new songs from Past, Present, and Future. I definitely think the first one is way better than the album Closer, which is kind of not a good song. 
Uh, but Two Lane Blacktop is a fun song. So I'm definitely going to be playing that. That could have easily, easily been on Sinister Urge. And I'm assuming it was for possible inclusion. But it works here on the best of. So let's go with that. And like I said, we'll close off the show with a little fun surprise. So, yes, take it away, you hardworking son of a bitch, you. Here is Rob Zombie with Tulane Blacktop. Turn it up.
Closing off that Rob Zombie twofer to represent 2003, the king of the odds and ends in 2003, Rob Zombie. We started off with Tulane Blacktop, the new entry from the past, present, and future, best of career retrospective up to that point. And then we finished things off with a track not only from past, present, and future, but also originally from House of a Thousand Corpses soundtrack from the same year in 2003. But it was so nice, you had to put it on there twice. That was Brick House 2003, featuring Rob Zombie, of course. Uh, a horn section, which is not the norm for him. Rapper Trina on guest rap solo there in the middle, which I'm sure most of us could have done without. But, hey, it's not terrible. Uh, and, of course, the originator, one of the originators of the track, from the Commodores, Mr. Lionel Richie himself backing up Rob Zombie. I actually know the background on this, weirdly enough, because I remember specifically knowing that he was going to be promoting House of a Thousand Corpses on The Tonight Show, and but I didn't know that he was going to play Brick House, and I also didn't know he was going to bring everybody out for it, and I also didn't know that the entire band was going to be dressed up in full bore zombie makeup. So that's a moment right there. Go look that up. The last time I found it on YouTube, the footage was really shitty and grainy. But if you can find a nice copy of it online, it is a fun watch. And I do remember during the interview that it was like, well, how the hell did this happen is the obvious question. And Rob and Lionel revealed that they were sharing the same manager at the time. And so Rob was working on the cover of Brick House for the movie. And he basically just asked, like, hey, I'd like to get Lionel's approval on this and maybe have him give me some notes. And so Lionel was basically maybe even just angling to get on. He goes, there's not enough ow on it for me. So he's like, well, why don't you go do it? And that's how it happened. So there you go. Fun little collaboration there of a bunch of different generations of talent. And I dig it. Uh, Something like that. You just put it on a party. People would love it. So there you go. Brick House 2003 from House of a Thousand Corpses and Past, Present, and Future. Oh, my God. I got out of breath talking about all the Rob Zombie shit in 2003, but there you go. We are at the end of 2003, at least as far as the odds and ends are concerned. And now, right here, as I see very faintly here on the horizon, we're almost there. It is almost time for the top albums of 2003 list. Like I said in a previous episode, in case you didn't hear me, I know you may not be excited on the front end about a 2003 albums countdown, but I got to tell you, some of my all-time favorite rock albums happened in this year, and it's going to be a great list. So definitely stay tuned, and I can't wait to bring it to you. It's coming sooner than later. So until then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs, followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. 
Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have Rock Strikes 10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on Sirius XM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business, Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Postgame show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it.